Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Teachings of Lord Chaitanya, Chapter 9, The Opulences of Krishna, Part 1, The Spiritual Sky. Since Lord Chaitanya is especially merciful to the innocent, unsophisticated persons, his name is also Patita Pavana, the deliverer of the most fallen conditioned souls. Although a conditioned soul may be fallen to the lowest position, it is possible for him or her to advance in spiritual science if he or she is innocent. Sanatana Goswami was considered to be fallen according to the Hindu social system because he was in the service of the Mohammedan government. Indeed, Sanatan had even been excommunicated from Brahminical society due to this employment. But because Sanatan was a sincere soul, Lord Chaitanya showed Sanatan special favor by granting him a wealth of spiritual information. Lord Chaitanya next explained the situation of different spiritual planets in the spiritual sky. The spiritual planets are also known as Vaikuntha planets. The universes of the material creation have a limited length and breadth, but as far as the Vaikuntha planets are concerned, there is no limitation to their dimensions because they are spiritual. Lord Chaitanya informed Sanatan Goswami that the length and breadth of each and every Vaikuntha planet is millions and billions of miles, and each of these planets is unlimitedly expanded, and in each and every one of them there are residents who are full in all the six opulences, wealth, strength, knowledge, beauty, fame, and renunciation. In each and every one of these Vaikuntha planets, an expansion of Krishna has his eternal abode, and Krishna himself has his original eternal abode, which is called Krishna Loka or Goloka Vrindavan. In this universe, even the largest planet lies in one corner of outer space. Although the sun is thousands of times larger than the earth, it still lies in one corner of outer space. And so similarly, each of the infinite planets, although unlimited in length and breadth, lie in a corner of the spiritual sky known as the Brahma Jyoti. In Brahma Sanghita, this Brahma Jyoti is described as Nishkalam Anantam Ashesha Bhutam, or undivided and unlimited, and without any trace of the material modes of nature. 
All of the Vaikuntha planets are like the petals of a lotus flower, and the principal part of that lotus is called Krishna Loka or Goloka Vrindavan and is the center of all the Vaikuntas. Thus, the expansions of Krishna in various forms as described herein, as well as Krishna's various abodes on the spiritual planets in the spiritual sky are unlimited. And even demigods like Lord Brahma and Shiva cannot see or even estimate the extent of the Vaikuntha planets. This is confirmed in Srimad Bhagavatam in the 10th canto, the prayers of Lord Brahma. No one can estimate the length and breadth of all the Vaikuntha planets. Thus, it is stated that not only demigods like Brahma and Shiva are unable to make such an estimate, but even Lord Anantadeva, the very incarnation of the Lord's opulence of strength, cannot ascertain any limit to the Lord's potency or to the area of the different Vaikuntha planets. The prayers of Lord Brahma mentioned in the tenth canto of Srimad Bhagavatam are very convincing in this connection. For therein, Lord Brahma admits, Koveti Bhuman Bhagavan Paratman Yogeshvarotir Bhavatastri Lokyam Kva Va Katang Va Kativa Kadeti Vistarayan Kridasi Yoga Mayam O my dear Lord, O Supreme Personality of Godhead, O Super Soul, O Master of all mystic powers, no one can know or explain your expansions which you manifest by your Yoga Maya energy. These expansions extend throughout the three worlds. And Lord Brahma also says in his prayers, Gunatmanaste pi gunan vimatum hittavatirinnasya ka ishirsya kalena yayava vimata sukalpaya bupangshava ke mihikajubhasa. Scientists and other learned men cannot even estimate the atomic constitution of one single planet, and even if they could count the molecules of snow in the sky or the number of stars in outer space, still they cannot estimate how it is that you descend on this earth or in this universe with your innumerable transcendental potencies, energies, and qualities. Lord Brahma informed his son Narada that none of the great sages, including himself, could estimate the potential strength and energy of the Supreme Lord. Lord Brahma admitted that even if Anantadeva, with his thousands of tongues, tried to estimate the Lord's energies, Anantadeva would fail. Therefore, the personified Vedas also prayed, My Lord, you are unlimited, and no one has estimated the extent of your potencies. I think 
that even you yourself do not know the range of your potential energies. For unlimited planets float in the sky just like atoms and great Vedantists who are engaged in research to find you discover that everything is different from you. Thus, they finally decide that you are everything. Once, when Lord Krishna was within this universe, Lord Brahma played a trick on Krishna in order to confirm that the cowherder boy in Vrindavan was actually Krishna himself. And by his mystic power, Lord Brahma stole all the cows, calves, and cowherder friends of Krishna and hid them in a cave. However, when Lord Brahma returned to see what Krishna was doing alone, Lord Brahma saw that Krishna was still playing with the very same cows, calves, and cowherder boys. In other words, by his Vaikuntha potency, Lord Krishna had expanded all the stolen cows, calves, and boyfriends. Indeed, Lord Brahma saw millions and billions of them, and Brahma also saw millions and billions of tons of sugarcane and fruit, lotus flowers and horns. The cowherder boys were decorated with various clothes and ornaments, and no one could count their vast numbers. Indeed, Lord Brahma saw that each of the cowherder boys had become a four-handed Narayana like the predominating deity of each Brahmanda. And Lord Brahma also saw that innumerable Brahmas were also engaged in offering obeisances to Krishna. Brahma saw that all of them were emanating from the body of Krishna. And after a second, they were also entering back into Krishna's body. Thus, Lord Brahma became struck with wonder, and in his prayers he admitted that although anyone and everyone could say that they knew about Krishna, as far as he himself was concerned, Lord Brahma did not know anything about Krishna. Oh, my dear Lord, the potencies and opulences which you have exhibited just now are beyond the ability of my mind to understand. Lord Chaitanya further explained that not only Krishna Loka, but even Vrindavana, Lord Krishna's abode on this planet, cannot be estimated as far as potency is concerned. From one point of view, Vrindavan is estimated to be 32 square miles in area, and yet, in one part of this Vrindavan, all the Vaikunthas exist. The area of the present Vrindavan and Vrindavan city is estimated to be about 16 kroshas, or 32 miles. So, how it is that all the Vaikuntas exist there is beyond material calculation. Thus, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu proclaimed the potencies and opulences of Krishna to be unlimited. 
And whatever Lord Chaitanya told Sanatan Goswami was only partial. But by such a partial presentation, one can try to imagine the whole. Thus ends Teachings of Lord Chaitanya Chapter 9, The Opulences of Krishna, Part 1, The Spiritual Sky. Recorded July 22, 2021 by Nirantara Dasa. All glories to the author, the ISKCON founder Acharya, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Srila Prabhupada. Om Tat Sat. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna Krishna Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Teachings of Lord Chaitanya Chapter 9 The Opulences of Krishna Part 2 A Comparison Between Material and Spiritual Worlds While Lord Chaitanya was speaking to Sanatan Goswami about the opulences of Krishna, Lord Chaitanya was deep in ecstasy. And in that transcendental state, Lord Chaitanya cited a verse from the third canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, in which Uddhava, after the disappearance of Krishna, told Vidura, Swayam tu asamya tishayas tri adhisha, Swa rajya lakshmi apta samasta kama, Baling haridvish shiraloka palai, Kirita koti edita padapita. Krishna is master of all demigods, including Lord Brahma, Lord Shiva, and the expansion of Vishnu within this material universe. Therefore, no one is equal to or greater than Krishna, and Krishna is full in all six opulences. All the demigods engaged in the administration of each universe, Brahmanda, offer their respectful obeisances unto Krishna. Indeed, the helmets on their heads are beautiful, 
only because they are decorated with the imprints of the lotus feet of the Supreme Lord, Krishna. Similarly, it is stated in Brahma Sanghita, Ishwara, Paramaha, Krishna, Sachid, Ananda, Vigraha, Anadir, Adir, Govinda, Sarva, Karana, Karanam. Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and no one can be equal to or greater than Krishna, who is also known confidentially as Govinda. And although masters of each and every universe, Lord Brahma, Lord Shiva, and Lord Vishnu are only servants of the Supreme Lord Krishna, that is the conclusion. And as the cause of all causes, Lord Krishna is the cause of Mahavishnu, who is the first incarnation and controller of this entire material creation. From Mahavishnu, Garbhodakashayi Vishnu and Kshirodakashayi Vishnu come. Thus, it is Krishna who is master of Garbhodakashayi Vishnu and Kshirodakashayi Vishnu, and Krishna is also the Supersoul within every living entity in this universe. In Brahma Sanghita, it is also stated, Yasyaika Nishvasitakala Jivanti Loma Vilaja Jagad Andanata Vishnur Mahansa Iha Yasya Kala Vishesho Govindam Adi Purusham Tamahang Bhajami By the breathing of Mahavishnu, innumerable universes are produced, and in each universe there are innumerable Vishnu Tattvas. But it should be understood that Lord Krishna is master of all of them, and they are but partial plenary expansions of Krishna. From revealed scriptures it is to be understood that Krishna lives in three transcendental places. The most confidential residence of Krishna is known as Goloka Vrindavan, and it is there that Krishna stays with his father, mother, and friends. It is there that Krishna exhibits his transcendental relationships. It is there that Krishna bestows his mercy amongst his eternal entourage. And it is there that Yogamaya acts as Krishna's maidservant in the Rasalila dance. This is how the residents of Brajabhumi think. Oh, Krishna is glorified by particles of his transcendental mercy and affection. And we, the residents of Vrindavan, have not the slightest anxiety only due to Krishna's merciful existence. And, as stated in Brahma Sanghita, Goloka Namni Nijadhamni Tale Chatasya Devi Mehesha Hari Dhamasu Teshu Teshu Te Te Prabhava Nichaya Vihitas Chayena Govindam Adi Purusham Tamahang Bhajam All the Vaikuntha planets within the spiritual sky, known as Vishnu Loka, are situated below the planet known as Krishna Loka or Goloka Vrindavan. And in that supreme planet, 
Krishna enjoys transcendental bliss in multiple forms and all the opulences of the Vaikuntas are fully displayed in that one planet. The associates of Krishna are also full with six opulences. It is stated that the material energy and the spiritual energy are separated by water which is known as the Viraja River. That river flows from the perspiration of the first Purusha incarnation, Mahavishnu. On one bank of the Viraja is the eternal nature, unlimited and all-blissful, which is called the spiritual sky. And this is the spiritual kingdom or the kingdom of God. The spiritual planets are called Vaikuntas because there is no lamentation and no fear. Everything is eternal. The spiritual world has been calculated to comprise three-fourths of the energies of the Supreme Lord, while the material world is said to comprise one-fourth of Krishna's energy. But no one can understand what this three-fourths is, since even this material universe, which comprises only one-fourth of Krishna's energy, even that cannot be described. Thus ends Teachings of Lord Chaitanya Chapter 9 The Opulences of Krishna Part 2 The Comparison Between the Material and Spiritual World Recorded July 23, 2021 by Nirantara Dasa All Glories to the Author The Iskan Founder Acharya A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Srila Prabhupada Om Tat Sat Yashomati Nandana Brajabaro Nagara Gokula Ranjana Khanna Gopi Parana Dhana Madana Manohara Kaliya Damana Vidhana Kamala Harinam Amiya Vilasa Kamala Harinam Amiya Vilasa Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Teachings of Lord Chaitanya Chapter 9 The Opulences of Krishna Part 3 Which Brahma are you? 
trying to convey to Sanatan Goswami something about the extent of one-fourth of Krishna's energy, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu cited an incident from Srimad Bhagavatam in which Brahma, the Lord of the universe, came to see Krishna at Dwaraka. When Lord Brahma approached Krishna, the doorman informed Krishna that Lord Brahma had arrived to see him. Upon hearing this, Krishna inquired as to which Brahma had come, and so the doorman returned to Brahma and asked him, So, which Brahma are you? Krishna is asking. Lord Brahma was struck with wonder. Why is Krishna asking such a question? Lord Brahma then informed the doorman, Please tell Krishna that Brahma, the father of the four Kumaras, who has four heads, has come to see him. The doorman thus informed Krishna and asked Brahma to come inside. Lord Brahma offered his obeisances unto the lotus feet of Krishna, and after receiving Brahma with all honor, Krishna inquired about the purpose of Brahma's visit. Yes, my lord, I shall tell you of my purpose in coming here, but first I have a doubt which I kindly ask you to remove, because your doorman told me that you asked which Brahma has come to see you. May I inquire if there are other Brahmas besides me? Upon hearing this, Krishna smiled and at once called for many, many Brahmas from many, many universes. The four-headed Brahma then saw many other Brahmas coming to see Krishna, offering their respects. Some of them had ten heads, some had twenty heads, some had a hundred heads, and some even had a million heads. Indeed, the four-headed Brahma could not even count the number of Brahmas who were coming to offer their obeisances to Krishna. Krishna then called many other demigods from various universes, and they all came to offer their respects to Krishna. Upon seeing this wonderful exhibition, the four-headed Brahma became nervous and began to think of himself as no more than a mosquito in the midst of many elephants. So many demigods were offering obeisances unto the lotus feet of Krishna, and Lord Brahma thus concluded that the unlimited potency of Krishna could not be estimated. All the helmets of the various demigods and Lord Brahmas shone brightly in that great assembly, and the prayers of the demigods made a great sound. They prayed, Dear Lord, it is your great mercy that you have called us to see you. Is there any particular order? If so, we shall carry it out at once. No, there is nothing especially required of you, for I only wanted to see you all together at one time. I offer my blessing to you all. Do not fear the demons. Dear Lord, by your mercy, everything is all right. There are no disturbances at present. 
For by your incarnation, everything inauspicious is vanquished. As each of the Brahmas were seeing Krishna, each thought that he was the only Brahma there within his universe. After this incident, Krishna wished all the Brahmas farewell, and after offering respects to Krishna, the Brahmas returned to their respective universes. Upon seeing all of this, the four-headed Brahma at once fell down at the lotus feet of Krishna and prayed, What I thought about you at first was all nonsensical. Everyone may say that they know you in perfection, <laughs> but as far as I am concerned, I cannot even begin to conceive how great you actually are, for you are beyond my conception and understanding. My dear Lord Brahma, I am now informing you that your particular universe is only 4,000 million miles broad. But there are many millions and billions of universes which are far, far greater than yours. Some of these are many trillions of miles broad, and all of these universes require strong Brahmas, not just four-headed. The entire material creation is only one quarter manifestation of my creative potency, for three quarters of my creative potency is in the spiritual kingdom. After offering obeisances, the four-headed Lord Brahma departed from Krishna, and he could now understand the meaning of the Lord's three-fourths energy. And so, my dear Sanatan, Krishna is therefore known as Tri-Adhishwara, a name indicating Krishna's principal abodes, Gokula, Mathura, and Dwaraka. These three abodes are full of opulences, and Lord Krishna is master of all of them. Situated in his transcendental potency, Lord Krishna is master of all transcendental energies, and Krishna is full with six opulences. And because Krishna is master of all opulences, all Vedic literature acclaim, Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Thus ends Teachings of Lord Chaitanya Chapter 9, The Opulences of Krishna, Part 3, Which Brahma Are You? Recorded July 23, 2021 by Nirantara Dasa. All glories to the author, the Iskan founder Acharya, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Srila Prabhupada. Om Tat Sat. Vipina Purandara. Navinagara Bhoda Bhangshi Vadana Subhasa Brajajana Palana Asurakula Nashana Nanda Godhana 
Teachings of Lord Chaitanya, Chapter 9, The Opulences of Krishna, Part 4. Lord Chaitanya then sang a nice song about the opulences of Krishna while Sanatan Goswami listened. All the pastimes of Krishna are exactly like the activities of human beings. Therefore, it is to be understood that Krishna's form is like that of a human being. Indeed, a human being is but an imitation of Krishna's form. Krishna's dress is just like that of a cowherder boy. Krishna holds a flute in his hand, and Krishna seems to be just like a newly grown youth. Krishna is always playful, and Krishna plays just like an ordinary boy. Lord Chaitanya then told Sanatan Goswami about the beautiful aspects of Krishna. One who understands these beautiful qualities enjoys an ocean of nectar. The potency of Yoga Maya of Krishna's is transcendental and beyond the material energy. But Krishna exhibits his transcendental potency even within this material world just to satisfy his confidential devotees. Thus, Krishna appears in this material world in order to satisfy his devotees. And Krishna's qualities are so attractive that even Krishna himself becomes eager to understand himself. When Krishna is fully decorated and stands with his body curved in three ways, Krishna's eyebrows always moving and Krishna's eyes so attractive that gopis become enchanted. Krishna's spiritual abode is at the top of the spiritual sky and Krishna resides there along with his associates, the cowherder boys and the gopis who are all goddesses of fortune. It is there that Krishna is known as Madana Mohana. There are many different pastimes of Krishna, 
such as Krishna's pastimes in the forms of Vasudeva and Sankarsana. And in the material sky, Krishna's pastimes are carried on as the first Purusha incarnation, the creator of the material world. There are also pastimes in which Krishna incarnates as a fish or tortoise, and there are pastimes in which Krishna takes the forms of Lord Brahma and Lord Shiva as incarnations of the material qualities. And in Krishna's pastimes as an empowered incarnation, Krishna takes the form of King Prithu, and Krishna also carries on pastimes as the super-soul in everyone's heart, and as the impersonal Brahman as well. And although Krishna has innumerable pastimes, the most important is that of Krishna as a human form, frolicking in Vrindavan and dancing with the gopis. He also plays with the Pandavas on the battlefield of Kurukshetra and also plays in Mathura and Dwaraka. Of Krishna's important pastimes in human form, the most important are those pastimes in which Krishna appears as a cowherder boy, a newly grown youth who plays a flute. It is to be understood that even a mere partial manifestation of Krishna's pastimes in Goloka, Mathura, and Dwaravati or Dwaraka can overflood the whole universe with love of Godhead. Every living entity can be attracted by the beautiful qualities of Krishna. The manifestation of Krishna's internal potency is not even completely exhibited in the kingdom of God or on the planets of Vaikuntha. But Krishna does exhibit that internal potency within the universe when, through Krishna's inconceivable mercy, Krishna descends from his personal abode. Krishna is so wonderful and attractive that Krishna himself becomes attracted by his own beauty. And this is the proof that Krishna is full of all inconceivable potencies. Now as far as Krishna's ornaments are concerned, when they decorate Krishna's body, it appears that they do not beautify him. Rather, the ornaments themselves become beautiful simply by being on the body of Krishna. And when Krishna stands in a three-curved way, Krishna attracts all living entities, including the demigods. Indeed, Krishna even attracts the Narayana form, which presides in each and every Vaikuntha planet. Thus ends Teachings of Lord Chaitanya, Chapter 9, The Opulences of Krishna, Part 4, recorded July 24, 2021, by Nirantara Dasa. All glories to the author, the ISKCON founder Acharya, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Srila Prabhupada. Om Tat Sat.